Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another week, it's that time again. Sideline Sports, we got John, Jake, a special guest, Sean Rossi, certified MLB and NFL agent out of Agency One Sports. Welcome to the show, Sean. Appreciate it. So let's start with uh, Sean tonight. So, Sean, uh, you have some exciting news going on with the uh, agency. What's going on? Yeah, I you know, appreciate you getting me a platform, Joe. Uh, thank you. Um, so I've been with Agency One now for about two years. Um, but just recently, we did uh, do a, a merger acquisition with uh, Primetime Sports and their owner, Phil Toronto, who's also a MLB certified agent. Um, Phil brings with him about 40 total clients, um, probably about 28 on the MLB, MILB, MILB side and another dozen or so on the professional side in the international scene, uh, Asia, North Korea type things, uh, Japan. Um, so we're, we're definitely excited about that. You know, we've been trying to get the baseball going for a little bit now. We've been, you know, the football momentum has been rolling, as Joe knows. Um, and we've been trying to get the baseball kind of close uh, to where that football side is. And, you know, this kind of gives us a kick, uh, you know, that we need. And we also brought on uh, another veteran agent, Jason Hoffman, who actually played um, about 15 years ago for the Cardinals. And he's been an agent basically ever since he's retired. Um, so we've got, you know, got two good guys we think we, we found on, on the baseball side. And, um, you know, like I said, the momentum's big. And we're very excited about, you know, the acquisition of primetime sports with Phil. Um, but, yeah, that, that's kind of the, the news we have uh, coming out of the baseball division right now. Obviously, as you guys know, MLB's on lockout. So the other news is, is kind of slow. Yeah. Before we move on, JB, you specifically said to remind you, if you missed it, uh, and the, we start, I mean, it was maybe two minutes ago, right before we start, you say, guys, remind me if I forget. And then somehow you just like that forgot. I, I think it's the old man brain that you have. I, I always make I fun know. of that. I, that's what happens. JB, you're out of order. I mean, <laughs> I before we even get to my my uh, craziness. Oh, John, we don't want to talk about out of order. Before we move on, just real quick, shout out to Score No Score because JB, you completely forgot, which is okay. Uh, score No Score sponsor of this video. What's that? It was a test. I wanted to make sure we were all on board. Always, and you guys, you passed, Jake. John did not pass. <laughs> I don't know uh, if John was paying attention. I got attention a lot of things just, on my mind. John, I don't even want to talk about what you're thinking about. You scare me. You know that? Anyway, Thanks. sponsor this video and every video, Sideline Sports in general, score no score. Thank you to Eric uh, for his continued to support us. Uh, check out score no score app. It's pretty simple. You go on and you play. Uh, you, you basically watch a game, baseball, which there is none right now, football, which there is still plenty of ba- uh, football to be played. Go on, choose a game, decide. Uh, you know, whatever the teams are, are they going to score on this drive or not? Simple as that. You put many uh, put in-game money on it, and you bet will they score or won't they score. If you win your bet, just like real life, you get you get the earnings. You get a, uh, your portion of the earnings. If you lose, well, too bad. Sucks to be you. Um, uh, best The best part is is you're going to have three of us on there at all times. We're always playing, always paying attention to it, always having a good time. Uh, you, you play with friends, do all that. So check out Score No Score. Uh, anything else to add on that front before we move on to the rest of this? I don't know how I forgot about Squirtle Score. It was a lot of fun last night, with, uh, <laughs> the Steelers game. That was but, a yeah, good game. but really, really was. Yeah. We'll get to that in a few minutes. So back to your merger now, Sean. So how big is the agency now? How many uh, agents do you have? Um, so on the football side, we've got about 10 certified agents. And then on the baseball side now, we have three Um and we've kind of made sure, like, you know, we don't want more agents than clients. So we, we've kind of made sure to grow grow at the same pace that the client side is growing, um, you know, strategically from that from that standpoint on both sides. Um, but, yeah, so we've got 13 total agents. And then, 
now with uh, the merger, the, the total clients in the firm, I, I think we're about 80 total clients, maybe 85 or, or a little bit higher with both sides being counted. Um, so, you know, we're, you know, we're two years old and, you know, we're growing pretty rapidly. You know, we're, we're all kind of happy with what we're doing. Um, but, but, you know, just excited about, you know, where it could possibly go, you know, this year and next year and obviously down the line. Right. Well, now on the, on the football side, so we only have one game left, the national championship game coming up on Monday. So I would imagine right now you're probably signing a whole bunch of clients. What, what goes on in the offseason between now and the combine? You know, what are you doing with all your clients? Sure. So, I mean, just to speak what's going on this week, we've had guys that are done with their bowl games. You know, they've started to check in for the combine training, you know, getting uh, their medical out of the way, you know, getting into their routines, getting into their uh, position work, getting into their meetings every day. Um, basically, these guys will be down here for eight weeks, you know, doing every day, eight to four, sometimes longer, you know, depending what their their day looks like each day in and out. Um and then in between, you know, some of these guys will be invited to these all-star games, uh, you know, the, the Senior Bowl, the East-West Shrine, NFLPA. So they'll take a break to do that. But then they'll be right back down here to train again. And they'll train right up until Pro Day. And then at that point, you know, after Pro Day, you know, we, we all kind of sit and wait while, while they train back at home. Um, but our job is to get them ready for Pro Day. It's kind of like getting these guys ready for an SAT. It's, it's that final test, you know, college, four years of film. Now you got one last test, which is Pro Day. Now, how much contact do you have with the teams before the draft from the combine in that in-between period? Uh, so we pretty much are always contacting teams, but I would say it really picks up, you know, right after the combine wraps up because that's that's and the pro days because that's really the last thing. All the all-star games are done at that point. You've seen the players for the last time. And then at that point, you know, the teams are really starting to move guys up and down the board and kind of getting a feel of, you know, where they might go and where they might go, you know, pick who they might pick in the draft. So we really start, you know, heavy in March, but I mean, it's really an everyday thing that we're contacting teams, but they, they really pick up in terms of moving their board around once that combine and pro days have all wrapped up and those, those test numbers are in. How much, how much information do they give you when it comes to how interested they are in your client, how likely they are to take your client, how much information do they give you and that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I Leading mean, to the draft, usually, you know, the rule of thumb is they'll definitely call you. Um, but you, you'll start to hear from guys, you know, two, three weeks from the draft and they'll kind of start, you know, asking specific questions or kind of telling you where they think that they, they may try to grab your guy at. And that's, you know, for, for us, that's just knowledge that we'll take and, and sit on until draft day. And then draft day, you know, while we're all in, in, you know, our own little war room working, you know, we kind of sit there as a team and, and kind of decide, like, you know, what are the right buttons to push and, you know, what teams we should call. And, and, you know, can we possibly, you know, push this team into a draft pick because this other team's also calling. Um, so do you, you know, use we, that as leverage? Yeah, I mean, we had a situation last year with a late round pick. And we had two veteran agents working the phones where a team was saying they were going to pick them. Another team say, were saying they were going to wait. And, you know, they were able to, you know, get that gentleman picked at the end of the seventh round. And the team who was going to wait, you know, obviously lost out. And we they, right. they were direct. They told them, like, hey, he's about to get picked. And they still yeah. were going to wait. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it, that's basically the most really we can do. We can't really be like, hey, grab this guy now. Yeah. But right. if you know, when the time for that guy comes and you got multiple teams, then you, you could have some leverage to possibly play with. And like I said, our veteran agents, you know, have, have been around and have 30, 40 plus years of experience, uh, you know, have done a good job of helping everybody out and helping get guys into the right positions to have good opportunities. That's pretty cool. So I got to ask, I know the answer is probably no, <laughs> but I, I will. I, it's one of those things I'm going to ask it anyway. You said you'd work with MLB. You obviously you're part of that uh that sphere if you will have you heard anything regarding the lockout again i, I you might have clients that maybe they've just given you a ted you know just a little yeah. tidbit of information is there anything you're hearing at all because from what so i've I'm, heard it's quiet so i, yeah, I, I so honestly know with the holiday it, it kind of feels like a government holiday right now right. It, it's been two weeks of quietness from in terms of the lockout stuff um you know we're kind of hopeful that you know maybe it wraps up in february but that's nothing we've heard directly. Right. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a little worrisome that it's been kind of quiet, even though it's been the holiday, there doesn't seem to have been a lot of movement lately. 
Um, but again, I, I, I think, you know, when you look at, you just lost a lot of time with COVID and a year without fans. I, right. I think they, they, they're going to kind of feel that as, as we get closer to what should be, you know, camp opening and spring training and right. things like that. So I, I think they're going to get something done, but I, I think everybody's going to do a little posturing for another couple of weeks. That's uh, not what I wanted to hear, but I, yeah. <laughs> I, admittedly, that's what I was expecting you were going to say. And I understood. But like I said, I had to ask. I was like, well, maybe he knows something that the rest yeah. of us don't. I don't know. No, I wish I did. <laughs> no, it, it's it was one of those things. I felt like it was really inevitable. Everybody knew it was going to happen. And yet nobody, everybody just stood there and said, eh, no, it'll be fine. And then it happened. And they're like, whoa, this happened. And it's like, well, yeah, it was going to happen if you didn't do anything. Yeah, and there's just there's a lot of things you know in play right. that are tenuous Absolutely. right now, and and you know there's you know discussions of how you get you know the minor league guys to the table because right now they're not part of that, right? Um, so you know there there's some big sticking points that have to be hammered out. But again, I think they're going to look at the financial side of you can't lose a second season in three years, at right. least from you know a ticket standpoint. Absolutely. All right, so I'm going to give you the the hard question now. Go ahead. All right, so Sunday, while I was at the Bears-Giants game, the craziest thing I've ever seen happen in NFL football happened oh, in New Jersey. Antonio Brown left the field, threw his, his shoulder pads. You're an agent. You're his agent, right, in this situation, hypothetically. What do you do beforehand <laughs> with his previous things to keep him on the level? And after this, what do you do to salvage his career? Because you, you're working behind the scenes in that situation. What right. your responsibility? Yeah, I mean, so our responsibility, obviously, first and foremost, would would be, you know, not to get necessarily both sides of the story, but under, understand what, what happened just from Antonio's side, I guess, um, before you start getting the other information. Because, you know, obviously, you know, fans see one thing on TV, but when you start talking to coaches and players that were close by and, and you hear different things and you can kind of piece together what actually happened versus what ESPN may be showing, um, but definitely it, it's, it's, it's a tough position for anyone to be an agent or player because it, it is quite, quite a scene. Um, and you know, when you have some superstars on the sideline kind of asking you not to do that, I think it makes it a little more difficult from everybody's standpoint, but I think, you know, from an agent perspective, you always want to protect the client. So the first step would be, you know, figuring out what we could do to protect them. And, and then from there kind of figuring out what's going to happen. Like right now, I guess everybody's kind of sitting around wondering if he's going to be waived or not. I, I don't know, you know, what Tampa is doing there. But um, I think, you know, there, there's rules where they could, you know, it could have been conduct detrimental to the team. Absolutely. Online. Yeah. So there's there's rules in place where, where Tampa has protections. And I, I'm sure, you know, in his contract, there's protections for him as well. It's an interesting situation for sure. Yeah, and I'm yeah, we, sure that's, that's probably why he hasn't been released yet is that they're, you know, ultimately working out the the details of what happened on the sideline and whether, like you said, whether it's conduct detrimental to the team or not. And if it is, they have to find a way to prove that because he's obviously going to have his side of the story. And then much like when when he was with the Patriots, he played one game and then he still wanted his check and they didn't want to pay him. And so it becomes ugly. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's it's an odd situation. And, and you, you know, you feel bad if he's going through anything, obviously. So, you know, you, you just don't know. And you don't know what led up to that whole whole thing, you know, Thursday through Saturday. You know, so, you know, it didn't just happen during the second quarter on Sunday. That That's for sure. There were, you know, there were steps that, you know, led up to oh, it. Oh, absolutely. And the thing that bothers me with the whole situation is he was a ticking time, Bob. There's a lot of stuff behind the scenes. And obviously, I don't know what his agent's doing, what his agent's not doing. I'm sure, you know, they're working as hard as they can because that, that's how they make their money. And they don't want to see their clients look bad because it affects them getting the next client. But, you know, I wonder what was done to to kind of alleviate the issue. Yeah, you know, I think it's one of those things where, you know, even if he reached it, it may want to have been one of those things that was just inevitable based on whatever was going on in the locker room. You know, there's some things even an agent can't get around. I mean, I want to have a full conversation about this, but I'll start by saying this, and I don't say this to be disrespectful to him. I mean this legitimately because I think there's something wrong with him. And I don't mean that, like, to be rude and say, 
Yeah, there's something oh, wrong with this guy. I think, yes, I think it's really just – yeah. And we, we started talking about this in our chat the other day. I, I don't think anybody has really explored that Well, you, you can't – That nobody knows how to explore CTE until the person has unfortunately passed. That, yeah, that hasn't but been I, I guess, thing yet, I, guess right? I don't think he's been evaluated enough in terms of his mental state. Right. And I think there's other things you could check for because I – I remember him, I don't know, what, five, six years ago, probably, before all of this happened. It was him, the like perfect, before. it was Vontez perfect. I don't remember, I don't remember how many years ago thing. that was, but I'm just, right. I'm saying five, six years ago, he wasn't, he was not like this. I understand he no. may have been, my, my thing is the conclusion I've kind of come to, and you guys are more than welcome to chime in. Uh, I think Antonio has definitely been a diva to some extent, his whole career. And that's okay. Like, and, and just it's some typically players, a wide receiver thing. And, and that sure happens. Is. Like, and, and that, yeah doesn't make him a bad person it doesn't mean he's a you know any less of a person nothing like that but i think what happened was the perfect hit on top of all the other injuries he's probably sustained through his career it kind of it, it it knocked a screw loose that kind of exacerbated that quality in him and has made it so much worse and now he's just unhinged and it's like nobody can stop him because even he doesn't like, he can't it's, stop himself it's like a lot of these it's like for a lot of these other guys, I mean, Seau and Aaron Hernandez yeah. and all these Absolutely. guys, these tragedies, yeah. and what well, ended in tragedies, um, it, like those situations that you just kind of see, you see the red flags after they played football for so long, you see that the hits have yeah. piled up and oh, sure. they're not themselves. Oh, that's, no, I, that's what you yeah. see. Eventually. I, I, don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't, like the way I say things, I don't want to harp on it and make make light uh, or rather make him look bad because while he's done things that are questionable, the biggest thing I've taken away from all of this is I don't know that he is in control. And what I mean by that, like the way he normally would have thought without the potential CTE and what other issues he might be facing, I don't think he would have acted out the way he's acting. I think this is a result of a lot of issues. And so for a lot of people, they're like, Oh, what is wrong with him? He's so weird. He's crazy. I'm just like, I feel bad for the poor guy because this is not normal behavior that he would have, you know, he would not have exhibited such behaviors normally, I don't think. I don't know. I mean, I had the opportunity to speak with him during the Super Bowl last year. I remember. Year, you know, and I tried to trip him up. I mean, not that I'm the greatest in asking questions. but <laughs> He's I a smart guy. Yeah. He, he's intelligent. He knows how to keep his cool. He's a professional, but at the same time, you know, I think there's something that just may be a little lost, but I don't know if it's a clinical or you know, know his personality. I don't know. I haven't been around him that much to, to say that. I just I feel bad. There's so much talent there, and you know financially he's throwing away money and all the talent he has. It's a shame to see him suffering that way. It's, it's rough. I mean, he, he's a joke right now, and it's a shame because he shouldn't be. You know. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. Uh, my only other question is. Do you think he's getting another another shot? I mean, this is what is is his fourth try now. I mean, I, I understand he's talented, but do we do, do anybody does anybody see him getting another shot, or do you think teams are like, I just we can't handle this, like we can't take this risk anymore? I mean, it, it's tough at this point. There's just there's a lot piled up just in the last you know 16 months, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, at this point, I, I would say you know if if someone is able to you know, if he's able to show that, you know, he turns things around in the offseason, like, you know, I think as, as always that, you know, that there's always going to be maybe a possibly another opportunity out there for him. And basically, based on what the Bucks are saying, you know, it doesn't sound like, you know, Arians is too upset. He, he almost understands some of it, but obviously didn't want the explosion on the sideline. Yeah. But, and I mean, the way I see it is if, I don't know. Like if you if you have two chances with a guy like Tom Brady who's vouched for you both times and he's right. let you live with him and things of that nature, he's going to bat for you that much, and both times you've kind of thrown that away. I think that that's hard in the NFL for other teams to be like, wow, if he can't get along with a team led by Tom Brady after Tom Brady's vouched for him, right? Who who's going to take that chance? The only other team, there's only. Only maybe the Cowboys because Jerry <laughs> Jones say, is always Alden willing Smith. to take those. Alden Smith. Yeah, like Alden Smiths and Greg Hardy's, like those guys. He's always willing to take the, a chance on those troubled guys. 
that's the only team I could see. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, like like Alden Smith, he came back, turned around after a couple of years, and yeah. then you know, yeah. unfortunately, you know, something else went on. I think on the field, but I mean, you know, when he first came back, he had turned things around. So it's, it's yep. not impossible, you know, but it's up, you know, they, they want to have to be able to want the help too. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. that's the thing I'm worried it's, about. It's is much I don't like know any that he addict, wants help. you know, unless they want the help, they're not going to get the help. Yeah, it's definitely not a talent thing with him. It's no. either it's personality or clinical. And, you know, until they figure that out, if it's clinical, you know, well, figure out I what mean, can be done to stop it. And if it's personality, then it's all on him. If you He's remember, I, th- I think he was asked last year i think it was last year somebody asked him do you think there's anything wrong with you in an interview and he said no there's nothing wrong with me so he doesn't think he doesn't feel that there's anything wrong with him and, and he's he's most, in, yeah. he's entitled to most feel that people, way most people well, with mental illness will not right think right wrong but that's, with so that's I, my I point that, that's my point you know, is if he doesn't feel anything's wrong with him he's never going to get the help that he needs until he why. realizes potentially that there's something wrong I don't like you said, JB. We don't know him. We can't necessarily say right. that there is because we don't know this guy. But the red flags make it seem like there's definitely yeah. something. Much like Aaron Hernandez oh, yeah. and Junior Say on all those guys. Yeah. I mean, it seems like there's that same pattern forming. Yeah, I mean, I say all these things. I don't know if there's anything wrong with them. There might be nothing wrong, and I'm just seeing a guy that's acting out the way he's acting out. And if that's the case, that's the case. And then I'm just wrong. But I've watched enough football. I've seen divas on my own team. I've seen OBJ, who was clearly a diva, but I don't think he was ever this bad. No, I don't think he was ever like a danger to himself. Right. And and that's why I say what I say. Because I've seen what a diva looks like on my own team and paid close attention to a situation. I don't think I've ever seen anything this drawn out and I don't want to say ridiculous. I, I think, I think big is a good way to describe it. You know, it, it, the issue is is very large. The way it's handled, the way it, it explodes, it, it's it's concerning. But I, I don't think I've ever seen anything else like it. I've seen I've seen divas before, but not like this. I think that's the word, though. That's the key word is concerning. But because we saw what happened with Josh Gordon when Josh Gordon was on the Browns yeah. and he went through everything he went through. What did what did the NFL do? Nothing. They let him fall through the cracks. Nobody reached a hand out and said, Hey, Josh Gordon, like, let, let us help you. We want to help you because clearly something's wrong. We want to help you right. with whatever you got going on. Nobody helped the guy and he Which, fell through the cracks and he just kept yeah. falling into trouble. It's unfortunate. And that's, that's what the, that's what at least us, we don't want to see that happen to Antonio right. Brown. We don't want to see him get into more trouble. And that's why it's concerning for people that actually care Absolutely. about players outside of what you just do on the football field like absolutely that's what we do here is we you know we like we talk about in the chats all the time we care about the players more than just what stats you can produce like these people are humans like they have lives outside of the game and that matters too yeah no i agree yeah it's forgotten a lot of times people don't seem to realize you know they're people forget that what can you do for me in fantasy football (laughs) basically that's what it is right a lot of fans or DraftKings or FanDuel or whatever right Score no score. <laughs> score no score. Sure. There you go. You remembered. Now he remembers. Well, I mean, we don't talk about those other places. We talk about <laughs> score no score. This uh, is true. All right, John. So the million dollar question. Let, let's go right to it. You Sean, if you want to hold on before before Sean, you are welcome to stay for this. By all no, means, you are no. welcome to stay. We'll hang out with you guys a little bit. <laughs> but if at any point you want to go, I'm you saying this, so you see it, all the fans see anybody that watches this or knows, they know Sean has an out at any time. He's not, we're not holding him There's hostage. There's no He's safe word. Signing the liability waiver this, right now. <laughs> this is going to be, this is going to be heated and this is going to be very strange for sure. And for JB and myself, we find it strange, but we're somewhat used to it because we have to deal with John. We work with him. We know what he's like. You, who have not really worked with John before, you've never seen how weird he can like – he, he'll, he'll say some stuff that makes you say, what? And this is going to be one of those moments where everybody's going to go, did he just say what I think he said? So oh, yeah. I'm, I'm warning you now. <laughs> You're good. Give me one you know, second. Uh, I'm just this- typing up a batter for this. 
Oh, All God. Right. So Eric has a video somewhere in our little banners on the side, our little brand on the side where it says viewer discretion advised. Uh, you know, I'll see if I can find that. Your own discretion. If you watch, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one much better. John's opinion. John's opinion is his <laughs> own and does not reflect the views or opinions of Sideline Sports Network Absolutely. LLC. Oh. That is wow. correct. And and John, one more thing, because I did find it for Eric. I think he still has it. Hold on. Yeah, he has uh, it. I just don't know where it's at. I don't see it. All right, never mind. Well, the point is, viewer discretion is advised because this is about to be very concerning. I'm scared. All right. So we all know that John Elway has won some Super Bowls, right, with the with the Denver Broncos, with great running games, great receivers, great offensive lines, great defenses, great coaches. You know, he's had the works in his career. He's won a couple Super Bowls, right? Now, I dug into John Elway's stats last week, and everybody says this guy's a Hall of Famer because he has 300 touchdowns. However, I looked into his stats and dug deeper. This guy has three seasons from 1983 to 1998, three seasons where he broke 60% completion percentage. That's it. Three seasons. Career, 56.9 completion percentage. For his career, from 1983 to 1998, that's not even 57%. That's not even 57%. That's not good. He has 300 touchdowns, 226 picks, and he has zero. Zero seasons of 30 or more touchdowns. Now, let me repeat that. Zero seasons. Patrick Mahomes did that in one year. So right. Before, and before we go ahead, that. I think this needs to be said, John. Never done that in his Mahomes, entire career. Patrick Mahomes and John Elway is a very unfair comparison. And I'm no, not and I'm saying that because not no. Patrick Mahomes is not only a very different player, the style of offense is definitely more pass heavy now. So no, I'm not but, saying what you're saying is invalid. I'm just saying keep that in mind when you compare the two, because you're talking about two different styles of offense in terms of you know the, the the time period that they're being played in. Just, right, right. I, I'm not I understand saying, the context. I'm, I know. I just how want to make works. that clear. I know the eras are different, so I understand that today's passing league is a lot different than back then. However, however, Patrick Mahomes. It took I think we'll just one keep year. this up for now. It took him one year to have more thirty <laughs> touchdown seasons. Okay. No, 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 no. Well, let's let him. Let's. But how does John Elway have zero thirty touchdown seasons? Zero. And he has a 56.9 completion percentage, 226 interceptions, and 300 touchdowns. How is that possible? And you have have one 4,000-yard season. That's it. One. What am I bringing up, JB? Bring up Marino. I had a feeling that was coming, so I was was getting prepared. This is about John Elway. (laughs) <laughs> but no, no, no. You kind of compare them to a likable. I mean, they are guys that played at exactly the same the time. Same era. Right? Elway played from 83 to 98, and Marino, Marino played, played from, till 99. Yeah, but starting in 83. Yeah, so 83. The stats are like, it, it's, it's pretty it's comparable. comparable. It's, it's yeah. fair to compare in terms of the period they played in and all that. Yeah. So, JB, ask okay. what you want, and I will find the And story. he completed 47.5% his first. Season. Uh, I, I, I'm going to answer whatever JB games. has in terms of questions. So how many how many over thirty touchdowns did Marino have? And Marino, uh, I think, one, passed a lot two, more. Three, four seasons. What was his high? Forty-eight. He had a lot. Forty-eight. He set the record okay. until. Yeah, that was a that was a phenomenal. That was a very big. Or Brady yeah. broke it. One of those two a couple years. Okay. Back. What was his completion percentage? Fifty-nine point four. Uh, Elway's. I don't. I, I don't know. If Fifty-six point nine. Yeah. 56.9. So yeah. very close. At least and Marino's higher. Yeah. They are close, though. I'm, yeah. I'm just. Yeah. Yep. They were also, you know, just to chime in a little bit. They were playing in an era where the defense was allowed to touch you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they were allowed to rough up the wide receiver at the line. They were allowed to do a little bit more, more things than they can do now. <laughs> you could hit a quarterback back then. This now is true. You can't even look at a quarterback. You can't even. You look at them funny and you get penalized. All right, JB, what other questions do you have? I'll give you, you know, I'll rattle off stats. I have them all in front of me. I can find them. All right. Yes, he wanted. You said he had 56.9 completion percentage? That was John Elway. His career, yeah. And And one season of 4,000 yards. And Marino was 59.4. 
Okay, so still under 60%. Um, how many Super Bowls did Marino have compared to He LA? went to one. Went to so one. How many did he win? He didn't win any. How many did LA go to? He two. LA he went won to two. One, two, lost one, I believe. Didn't he lose uh, one to the. I have to check on that. Give me one second. He lost I thought he lost two, one. if I'm correct. He, Maybe he went to, to just the, two. He lost to the Giants and he lost to the Redskins, if I'm correct. Because he won back to back to finish his career. Let's to see. ride off into the sunset. I think he won back to back. You're correct Williams. about that. He lost to uh, Doug Williams and he lost to Phil Tibbs. Uh. I think you would lost... know. You're a Giants fan, and you were alive. <laughs> yeah, '86. The Giants beat them. Some of us aren't that yeah. old. That sounds yeah. Uh, and then the following year, they went back to back, and they lost to Washington. If I'm correct. Hey, let me look real quick. I have to. I have to look up something else. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Doug Williams year. Yeah, Doug Williams. Uh... Super Bowl appearances. I can tell you by year. They have eight Super Bowl appearances, '86 and '87, and then actually. 86, 87, 89, 97, 98. 89 was who? Still him. Dallas? That would have been Elway. No, who they play that year? Dallas? Oh, uh, I'd have to look that up. Give me one sec. Try to remember. So you're saying, how many did he go to? Five. 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 So he's two and correctly. five? Two and three? 86, and so I gotta, I'll pull yeah. up each team, but continue talking while I, I look through all this stuff. I have to yeah. so, find everything. So okay, so what your reason is the passing yard and its completion percentage. Right. the The fact that he only has one four thousand yard season, zero thirty yard thirty touchdown seasons. He had a season where he had seven touchdowns his rookie year. 18 touchdowns, 19 touchdowns, 19, 17, 18, 15, 13, 10, a 16. And then he had a couple 20 touchdown seasons, 20 plus touchdown seasons. That's right, a lot so of seasons under 20 touchdowns. John, for, really for quickly, not to interrupt you. Yeah. Uh, in 89, they lost to the 49ers in the Super Bowl. 49ers, okay. Much like Marino lost to the 49ers. In 87, they lost to Washington. Yeah, Doug the Doug you, you were correct about and eighty six. I don't have to look up. I know that's. I know that's the Giants. I know for a fact. Yeah, it was Phil Simms. As a Giants fan, I know that that much. I do. <laughs> so, so those are the the other Super Bowls that he appeared in, but didn't win, but were were in. So, but they he also went had two a and three. No, they had an amazing team. At least when he won his back to back Super Bowls, their team was really. They had a lot of Hall of Famers on that team. It was really stacked. Yeah. That team. Uh, at least yeah. the, I don't remember the '80s teams because I wasn't alive, but I know the back-to-back Super Bowls that they won. I mean, they had Terrell Davis, so, Ed McCaffrey. My question is: Is he homeless shelter material or just not Hall of Fame material? You know, I think he's just not ho- Hall of Fame material. I <laughs> okay, think so only so he's not only in the homeless shelter with pools. I think only Albert Pulhos lives in the homeless shelter. Which is still context, offensive. Sean. Albert Pulhos, this guy. <laughs> This guy robbed the the Angels. I mean, this guy robbed baseball. He was so great on the Cardinals. Goes to the Angels. He is an absolute disaster. Waste of a contract. Waste of Mike Trout's great career having him there. <laughs> holding him back. This guy, I put him in the homeless shelter wow. because this guy has no business. No business stealing all this money, this time. But we had Mike Trout in his prime. And Mike Trout, there's only so many years of this guy. And our Polos is just stealing stealing the opportunity for Mike Trout to get to the playoffs and to a World Series. This is one of the best players of all time. And I blame our Polos for pulling him down because they could have spent that all that money elsewhere. These Angels. I'm not an Angels fan. So uh, there's no say, dog in the, the fight. The Trout no, fan, the Angels fan, which one is it? <laughs> I'm not an Angels fan. I'm not a Pulos, not a Trout fan. I'm an Orioles fan. So I've had my pain and suffering my entire life. But he's ruined Mike Trout's opportunity to show us what he can do in the playoffs. And I blame Pulos for that. You look at his stats wow. on the Angels, nothing close, nothing close to the Cardinals. And it doesn't make sense. And I know I'm going off a rant, but it doesn't make sense because if you're – if you have no DH opportunities in the NL, how are you better in the NL than when you have DH opportunities in the AL and you don't even have to play the field and you're a worse batter? How's that possible? How are you a worse player if you got if you get an opportunity to take <sighs> the defensive part out of the game sometimes just so you can rest and focus on your batting? How is that possible? 
This guy's a fraud. He's the worst 600 home run hitter no. in the history of baseball. Fraudulent. I don't believe in this guy, and he believe he belongs in the homeless shelter. That's my thing. John Elway doesn't belong in the homeless shelter, but I'm pulling him out of the Hall of Fame right now. Laying down the law. There's a couple other guys I'm coming for him, but today is not the day. John Elway is just my focus today. There's more? I can't. There's more. Oh, yeah. I think Fran Tarkenton might be one of them. Oh, this is ridiculous. Eventually. There's a bunch of others I'm just going to pull out, but that's for for another day down the road. You are 0 for 2 on this pulling out of the Hall of Fame and homeless shelter argument. If the Angels gave Pujols the contract, it's on them. Yeah, but you you robbed Mike Trout and you robbed baseball fans. So you know who you should be mad at? In the playoffs. You know who you should be mad at? Angels ownership. Not right, yeah, that's, that's you know the owners make. I blame Pujols. Why didn't like, he just you know, stay with the Cardinals? Stay with the Cardinals. <laughs> stay over there on that because side he of could defense. get money. John, if you, you know can what, get paid maybe handsomely. he's just not good enough to handle AL if, pitching, if you can get, which is a lot on. tougher than the NL pitching. John, maybe he's if you just can not get paid good handsomely somewhere else. I would, if in his case, and play baseball still, I would do it. John, two two places. So we we have our our show on DBNA, right? For sure. Okay, we love we love being there. Oh sure. Next, next week, this new network comes at us and says. We're going to give you $5 million to air our show. I'm a loyal person to DBNA. You know, oh, well, let's say we talk to David and he says, David wants us to make money. He's happy. Please with go that. ahead. Just, you know, don't I'm forget a loyal about us. person, so I wouldn't be able to go through with it because loyalty is number one to me above money. I care about the team and the loyalty. I got to be honest, John. And I'm loyal I think to I, David. I, I got to be honest. DBNA. I think if we could stay with David, that would be, you know, the best in that scenario. Um, if that was not possible, why wouldn't it I be love, possible? I, I, I don't, I'm not saying, it, but I'm just saying in this scenario, it's not David has been great to us, John, for $500 million. I would willingly kick you off the show, and pick <laughs> up a you. random person off the street to replace you because that kind of money would be unbelievable. See, that lacks loyalty, right? There. That, that tells me that you lack loyalty. No, that means and, I want at some point. Everybody has a price. John, for $500 million, I could never work a day in my life. Are you kidding me? I'd love that. That's true. I would never have to do that. I don't. I'm not. I would would willingly pay you off at that point. I would pay you off at that point. I can't be bought. No. You can't be bought. Everybody except me. Everyone has a price, John. That means you have a price. Clearly, I'm not like everybody else. (laughs) That is true. That is very true. Me and Antonio Brown and I should hang out because – Oh, we're, you guys would be best friends. I would be best friends. Wow. You guys would be or best Antonio. friends, that's for sure. Or so, Antonio. John Elway, you've officially been removed from the All Hall right. of Fame. Sorry JB, about your luck, but you don't JB, belong. would you like to comment on this John Elway stuff? Or I bet Cam, Cam Newton probably has a better completion percentage than John I Elway. Know, I, think that's I don't know if I would false. compare completion percentage. And you look at Burrito's completion percentage, it's kind of the same. Just about 60%. You know, it's about, but, but about it's not 60. far off. It's pretty good. And and by the way, you're wrong about about Cam Newton. I believe. <laughs> is I he believe. that bad? What was Phil Sims? I know Cam Newton is 59.9. Oh, so don't even get me started on Phil Sims because Phil Sims has some brutal stats. He's not a Hall of Famer, well, no question about that. But what's I haven't even I haven't even touched that yet. But I should write a uh, book. I write a yeah. book. Write a book. Yes. Wow. Because people will read that book. They might. You never know. Phil Sims' completion percentage was 55.4. Okay. Oof. And I did the wrong that's segment. Because, no, the because, wrong person. To be fair, he missed all of 1982. He didn't play at all. He, he was injured. Well, he missed. He played four either. games in 91, four games in 92. Look, you only get one. You only get one out of me a show. You only get one out of me a show. I gave you bonus coverage of Albert Pujols. You get more at a later date when you watch another sideline sports episode down the road. You never know whenever I'm going to pull somebody else from the Hall of Fame. That's why you got to watch every week because you never know what's going to. Never know what I'm going to do next. I have no idea. It just kind of, it just kind of comes to me. Wow. No idea. I just figure it out as I go. It's scary, guys. Once again, just please read the screen for a moment. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm trying to find something. Opinions at the don't moment. represent the 
sideline sports network necessarily. All right. So, John, I want to talk about this because it's actually important. Um, Sure. You you complain about his completion percentage being lower than what you'd like, right? Yes. That's that's what you said. His completion and zero thirty touchdown seasons. Uh, I don't care for that. I'm going. I'm going at one thing at a time because I can only pull up so many stats at once. Because I, I, you know, I can't read as much as I'd like to at once. But Are here's what I wanted. What surprised. I found. What I found. What's that supposed <laughs> to mean? Wow. What is that supposed to mean, huh? Wow, that was that was the uncalled for. Uncalled for, absolutely. All right, so I'm going to exclude 1983 because he only played. He only started in one game. So who who are we talking about? Actually, ten games. Excuse me. Never ten mind. games. Never mind. Never mind, never mind. I, I had my, my uh, cursor over the zero, so I only saw number one. This is all for, for Dan Marino. Uh, not Dan Marino, John Elway. By the way, Sean, we did uh, we did give you pre-warning. Oh, you know, you're I'm good. not sure. I don't know what you're thinking. I'm trying to read your body language, but. No, so I, we, we just judging this on 4,000 yards and no 30 touchdown seasons. And exactly. And so I'm going to get in. So, so, so I, mean, I got plenty to say. We're, I think Eli quick. Manning has better stats than that. But, He's but not a Hall quick, of Famer. Jake, there, there was a quarterback that wore number sixteen, never threw for four thousand yards, only had one thirty touchdown season. Joe but Montana he had, a, he had a lot of rings. A lot of rings, yes. There you go. I can't knock a guy that's won what four Super Bowls. What four now? Oh, you can knock a guy that won never threw an interception. If, if, if you were looking just based on the stats, side by side, based on what you're saying, these same he, type of stats he won is what four LA rings. Up. No interceptions in the Super Bowl. Only quarterback to ever throw zero interceptions. Oh, you know, two or more Super sure. Bowls. But he did yeah. have Jerry Rice. He had, a, you know, all those great Re- players. Regular season-wise, though, they're there. Regular other season-wise. Than the, other, than the, other than the completion percentage, which is 63. Look, Sean. Regular season-wise, they're I mean, about the same. Don't give me ideas. All right. So John, <laughs> don't is, give me ideas. John, John let, me, let, let me enlighten you, them. buddy. Let me enlighten wow. you. So. So 1983 was a bad year for John Elway, but granted, I think that was probably his rookie season. But I will look. I have to count it because he played ten games. Ten games is ten games. That's enough games over half a season. Yeah. So that's fine. So he had a 47.5 completion percentage, which was a bad year. But he was a rookie, so I'd like to, you know, to be fair, let's keep that in mind. That right. I was definitely. We all understand the context. Yeah. The average completion percentage for that year. I pulled him up by year. Was fifty six point nine. So definitely, so John Elway was definitely not good enough that year. Fine. The next year was fifty six point three in nineteen eighty four. The that was Elway's completion percentage. The average completion percentage was fifty six point four. So John Elway was on par with the average completion percentage for a quarterback of the time. Now I know I know you're yeah. probably going to say, well, he should be above average. What I'm just pointing out is. You want to make fun of his completion percentage, and I will continue to go year by year. I have more years. Yeah. But he he may not have had a high completion percentage for what you want, but for what was normal for the time so far in that season specifically, it is actually normal. So I just want to preface that and point that out. And I will continue to go through seasons. Yeah, 10 so, seasons under 20 touchdowns, just so you know. 10 seasons under 20. That's we, rough. I mean, that happens. That's rough. You expect a great quarterback to have a good uh... 20 more break 20 touchdowns. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, no, just like you have a bad season. It happens. dude. No, that's 10 times. He did it. 10. I don't think that's he got to five Super Bowls. I don't know. 83, 84, 86, 87, 88, 89. You said 10 touchdowns. 20 touchdowns or less. Yeah, well, you said touchdown. No, but you 20. said ten, not twenty. You 20. initially said, said twenty. 10. You said, said 10. twenty touchdowns or less. I heard ten. Different. How many? How many guys threw for twenty touchdowns a year back then, John? I don't tell know. Me all, tell me all the I, I don't know. I don't have all the stats in front of me of every single quarterback. Jake, pull up nineteen eighty six touchdown passing leaders. Somebody had over twenty. Yeah, I'll try and find that real quick. I'm just picking eighty six at random. Uh, I could find the touchdown year. leader by year. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's asking. The touchdown leader per, by the year. Yeah, it should like the it should have like the standings for top whatever. Yeah, I gotta find that. Hold on. No worries. Nineteen eighty six 
That was John Elway. Uh, excuse me, not John Elway. Uh, Dan Marino with 44. Thank okay. you. Who was, the, uh, who was past that? Uh, that after you, play. sir, are in contempt. JBL, uh, you're in contempt. You're out of order. No, you're just insane, John, tonight. Thank you. 1986. Passing leaders. Let's see. Okay. Passing leaders for 1986. Dan Marino had 44. The next highest quarterback had 25. Okay. So, so I think that kind of proves your point that touchdown passes were not that high back then. Yeah. The, okay. The, the average touchdown I'm seeing is like mid 20s at best for like the rest of the quarterbacks that are not named Dan Marino. That's not so 19, good. 1987, there were only eight quarterbacks that had over 20 touchdowns. That doesn't make that good. Neil Lomax had 24 touchdowns. He was a Hall of Famer, I guess, right? John, in 1989, no quarterback threw for more than 30 touchdowns. Oof, that's Eight, not good. But you're, pro- you're missing more. the point. Yeah. The point is, is that touchdowns were not was it the same in game? surplus like the way they are now. Yeah. Yeah, it's like runs in baseball right now. Right. It just didn't used to happen that way. But if you're going to compare them to all-time greats, and I understand the context and the eras, I understand that because I've watched football my whole life. I've studied it my whole life. It's still, when you look at the numbers, when a guy has 10 seasons under 20 touchdowns, that's not good. How can you compare that guy? I I could tell you how you compare it because if you compare it to the times themselves – it makes it acceptable. It makes it understandable. It makes I it say, okay, this kind of makes okay. sense. So, okay, going back to 1987, as I pull that up, the over 3,000 quarterbacks, there's only six. Elway was fourth on the list with 31.98. The highest of the year was Neil Lobach. To get up, my new Hall of Famer, I want to get him in. 33.87. Why is Elway a Hall of Famer? He did it for a long term consistent with what was in his era in the top half of the top 5% of the quarterbacks. That's why he's a Hall of Famer. So you can look at those stats that I'm telling you, and you could justify them. That just, you could justify the completion percentage. You can justify the low number of touchdowns. You could justify all that. The low number of yards. The era he was playing in. I mean, but Dan Marino, but what, but then how is Dan Marino just, Pumping out yards and touchdowns. Dan Marino was a very special quarterback. That I, I think I've said this before that if he played in this era, he would be yeah. on par with a guy like Patrick Mahomes. No I doubt. Think, I, and I mean that because he, he was so talented. It was the era he played in. It's just defense reigned supreme. So throwing thirty plus touchdowns was more. That was impressive. That's like throwing forty, fifty touchdowns these years. I love Dan Marino, but you can't. I have to say Mahomes would be better because Mahomes. Oh, no, I don't mean the Super Bowl. I don't mean it like that. I don't mean it like that. I mean that in terms of his offensive production, he'd be on right, that right, floor, right. I get what you're he, saying. He could he yeah. could pump out those kinds of numbers because he was that special. But it's also because offenses. That's that's the kind of, uh, you know, that's the kind of things we see today. Is offense reigns supreme. Defense is not nearly as impressive. And also the defensive. Coverage was different back then. You Absolutely. were able to hit. You were think about Ronnie Lott. Were you going to go catch a pass that, over that second? Oh, Ronnie Lott would have killed you. Exactly. Exactly. Think but about that now. I think also but, the fact that players were more physical back then. Well, you're allowed to be physical, back right? Then. But that's what hey, I'm you're saying. You're not allowed to so hit somebody made, in the, in the so midsection. I don't. <laughs> let me see if I can find this. It, how many drops John Elway's players had for him? Because he gets considered. I don't. Count, it's counted as an incompletion if the player doesn't catch it, even if right. it's a drop. I'm curious how many drops his receivers had for him throughout his career. I, I don't I, even know I, if there's able to – is there yeah, a way I don't to know. figure I'm that curious. out? I'm curious. That's a stat that we have to look. But <laughs> I, I'm I looking no for idea. it. You're, but you're talking about something that's just really obscure. You're taking – That's stats. out of your control. Right. Well, that's that what I'm saying. I'm saying that, that because – I don't know how many drops his receivers had in those seasons. And if his players had a lot of drops, then that also affects his completion percentage, which makes it a little bit harder to judge. Exactly, Matt. That's also true. He's got a very I good mean, point. You could 
you could basically murder somebody back then and be like, eh, it's okay. I mean, especially in the seventies. I mean, well, John, John, you had guys like Lawrence Taylor, who, as a Giants fan, I love that guy. He was doing. He's admitted to doing cocaine actively, like while playing games. I mean, and I'm, I don't I'm know not how saying much that, that affects you playing the game. I have no idea. I don't know. What I'm saying is, the is. game was so different back then. You had guys literally on drugs during games. I'm sure I mean, that probably still happens somewhere in. Yeah, but you see what I'm, you see sure. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's so different saying. back then. It's hard to judge. And well, I said, like times, I said, I understand the context. I know exactly what you're going to say, and I and, know and, what you're talking about. And for the times, about. the other thing with the completion percentage, the completion percentage hovered around 55 to I still don't at like highest that. 58. I don't John like Elway that. was completion percentage-wise like on par. It's but, like if you took baseball and looked at home runs. Right now, everybody hits home runs. Look at strikeouts. There are guys that strike out more in one year now than guys in their career, than Tony Gwynn. Oh yeah, I I know that, and I don't like that. I don't care for that. This is funny. I like this, Matt. I know it's not true, but I like the idea of John apparently on drugs to do fantasy football drafts. I'm the cleanest person you've ever met, so you don't have to worry about that. We, again, I know you wouldn't do it, but I like the idea. It's very funny. Look, if I take them to do fantasy drafts, then I better not take them to do fantasy drafts so I can actually win a fantasy football championship. Well, you didn't win any this year, so. Well, I know, but I knocked you out. You're 14 and 0, so let's just make sure that's, that's fine. Out there. But you still lost in the championship, so what does it matter? Yeah, you don't get an undefeated season because of me. I don't care. Wow. I wouldn't have won wow. this week anyway. I know that. <laughs> but you know, here's I got my revenge at the end of the day. You still lost. Hey, I took you out. I'm I happy. wouldn't have won this week. I know I wouldn't have. I admit it. I knew my team was not the best team in the league. I was 14 and 0 based on a little bit of luck. <laughs> I knew that. I knew Nick had the best team the entire season, and I will openly say that. I knew he was better than me, and I knew I had uh, – I, I was scared of Nick the entire season. Look, as long as I can stop your reign so I don't got to hear that you're undefeated. John, I, I still went undefeated it. in the regular season. I that got to end it. I'm fine with that. Wow. <laughs> you're killing me, John. This might be my new favorite comment. This is great. Who he's also a Hall of Famer, but according to John, he's not. And he's not a Hall of Famer. Well, his name Hall will make him a Hall of Famer, but he's not a Hall of Famer. Is that why John always in the Hall of Fame because of his name? He shouldn't be. I mean, but John. Also, the fact that he's got in his career, John Elway, one, two, three, four, well, five, six, seven. Sean, I just eight. want to thank you. Hang on a second. <laughs> yeah, good. Sean, I want to thank you for stopping it today. He's like, check the last time I'm on here. <laughs> You want to let I wouldn't know blame him. A little bit before you go about the agency. Uh you know, I I appreciate the time, and you know, like I said, we're NFL draft getting everybody's announcements ready. Um, uh, I'm I know Joe follows us a little bit. We just announced um Chase Garber and Jermaine Waller this this week. We've got some more coming down this week, um, as the week goes on and as these guys check in. Um, but you know, other than the baseball and the football, you know, we're just excited to be moving forward and see the momentum and see where we're going to grow. But you know, I just want to thank you guys for the platform tonight, and, and I appreciate it. Absolutely, thank appreciate you coming on. We appreciate you dealing with what John has to say. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's something else. Yeah, I, I, I don't know about the argument, but I'm going to let you guys figure this one out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sure. Have a great one. And I'll, yeah, I'll I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, have a good one. No All right, see you, Sean. All right, so. John, what I was going to say is John Elway had nine seasons where he was selected to a Pro Bowl, which implies that in nine seasons, he was one of the best quarterbacks I, in his game. I take Pro Bowls with a grain of salt. I, I understand that. Because but he's got two championships. I know. He's got yeah. nine Pro Bowls, which implies he was definitely one of the better quarterbacks of his time. His completion percentage, which you knocked, was actually about average for what it was then. It was also a game driven by defense. And I admit, Elway's teams won partially because of defense, but he did have a part in I'm not in them saying 100%. he didn't have any part. I never I know. said that. I understand. Just that. He, I mean, the teams that he had were so much, they were built so much better than the teams Marino had. If you're going to compare Marino and That's him, fine. the teams are completely. But Marino's different. a better quarterback, so I'm not going to argue that because I know. Right, right. I was player. just going by like JB had mentioned Marino earlier. And, right. Marino and you can't really judge. You can't really he wanted judge. to use 
You want to do Marino because he's another quarterback from that time. That was the right, right. They were drafted at the same exact time. Yeah, I understand that. But I think if like Marino had Elway's team, for example, if he had a Terrell Davis as a running back, I think Marino wins Super Bowls because you know, especially back then, if you had run, if you had a running game, definitely had a shot. I think that also means Marino had to. I think Marino just didn't have to pass as much. What's that, JB? What about always stats in the playoffs? I don't know. I don't know what exactly what his stats are. Uh, I also was, wanted to look up Terrell Davis because, like I said, he had Terrell Davis, who was a big was factor in, in them playoffs. winning them Super Bowls. The back to back. He was Super a pretty Bowls. solid quarterback in the playoffs. He had twenty seven touchdowns in the playoffs in uh, twenty one games. That's, I mean, the playoffs are hard. Pretty so solid, yeah. That's, those are good numbers. Um, he had. Almost, it was just shy of 5,000 yards. He had a 54.5 completion percentage, which I know you don't like, but that's still average. That still was average. And he had 21 interceptions. Again, that's pretty normal because defense reigns supreme. That's about John Elway's stats in the regular season. But to be fair, you have to also remember that in one, two, three, four, five, six different years they went to the playoffs. He played in two or more games. Right. So throwing more interceptions was more likely. Granted, throwing more touchdowns was also more likely. But he had yeah. multiple seasons where he played more than one game, which yeah. does increase well, like the likelihood of those stats. Yeah, up. he had a lot of really good teams throughout his career. I mean, he went – I'm looking at his career years. The best years were 12-2 and two as a quarterback. 11-5, and 11-5, and 10-5, 12-4, 13-2, a 10-4. And a ten and two, all for his starts. He had two he had losing no seasons. seasons. That's it. Yeah. So I mean, That's he had a lot. Good. He had a lot of really good, a lot of really good teams it in happens. his career. And, which and, I'm, it's not a knock. I mean, you can't knock a guy for having great players or, around him. You can try if you're you. Any player, any player would love to have Tom Brady's situation with Bill Belichick. Any player would love to have. But not every player gets to have that. Some players have Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson situation where like you're, all, you're in Detroit and there's nothing there and you make the best of it and you stay there your entire career and never win anything. You have a guy like Dan Marino that was great. He just never had the right cast. He just never had the right team, but you were loyal. And, and some players get lucky and they, they get to that yeah, Super Bowl. Back then, there was a free agency like there was now. Right, right. Free agency didn't start till basically the mid-90s. Yeah. Yeah, so it really wasn't loyalty. He was kind of locked in. But, you know, listen, there, there's no comparison. Marino was a beast. By the best passing quarterback of that, you know. Yeah. There's no question about that. I, you know, I love Marino, but you can't really – your argument, John, just does not hold water. You're I agree. Order. Huh? But we're almost out of time. So I wasn't I paying attention to what you said at the end. My, huh? You're you're out of order. Out of order. But anyway, we're almost out of time, and I got to ask this question after seeing the Bears practice Sunday. Uh, it was so cool that they sold tickets for practice. It was <laughs> wild to think because the game was over within 15 seconds. Yeah, I know. Joe, I watched a couple minutes. Joe Judge, we got to get rid of him a while. Um. Was, I don't know. Yet. Are you asking I, me I or are you just Twitter. asking Jake? Is this just a you and Jake conversation? On Twitter, I saw this. And, you know, I never realized this. They had a kickoff that went into the end zone that was live. They got the ball to the two. Yeah. He was a special teams coach for New England. Yeah. You know, they ended up getting the safety on that drive. Just, you know, that's his I, bread and butter. I think I give him a pass for another season to give him a chance, mainly because – these last few games have been guys like Mike Glennon, who is just but but the season awful. was going nowhere before Mike Glennon came in. It was yeah, Daniel Jones' season was, was going nowhere. I mean, you guys signed Daniel Kenny Jones, Galladay, and Kenny Galladay's done zero. He has I zero think that's partially. I think that's a combination of not great coaching and a not great quarterback. That's why I'm saying give him a pass for now because I want to see if he makes improvement because. Technically, he made improvement from the last season to this season. Even though it's not a lot, it, I do feel the team was improved. I, I just don't think we have the right quarterback-coach combo yet. I don't know how any Giants fan can have any optimism right now. I don't. I, no, John, there's, okay. zero. there's no, hold on, hold on. No, there's no optimism I right now. Judge. Unless you, can't. The new GM wants him. you can't do that. If you get rid yeah. of Gettleman and you bring in a new GM, 
Judge has to go, and Daniel Jones has to go because unless the GM. It's a guy that, unless it's a guy that likes Judge, which could yeah, right, be, right, he's but, supposedly very good. The players but, love him. Typically, the GMs, when a new GM comes in, he'll clean house and get rid of the coach and get rid of he the might. quarterback. Unless a quarterback is like a guy that's proven himself and you can work with, Daniel Jones has not proven himself at all. He hasn't shown any signs the of way being I the see franchise. It, I won't be pissed off if they get rid of him. I'm just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt that his but quarterback the- situation the last couple of weeks has been beyond atrocious, and I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. But Doesn't as she- mean but JB right. said, I think it was JB posted that this is the worst team in football. You might think uh, the Texans really might be the worst, the Lions no. might be the worst, Jaguars. This team has more talent than any of those teams than the Jags, than the Lions, and the Texans. And this team is as bad as those yeah. teams. Maybe not record wise, but the play that they have on the field, they're it's as bad. Up. Oh, John, as you don't, the don't Jags. mind me. It's painful. No, I'm I mean. just saying. With all the talent that they have, and they're as bad as these teams, that's what makes me think this is the worst team in football right now. Like, because they should be better than this. There's no reason. Like, the defense is pretty solid. You have some really good players on the defense. They're not great, but it's a it's a solid defense. And the it's offense has enough. Barkley and some receivers, and nothing gets done on the offense. Like, and like you just mentioned about special teams, how is this possible? That's his bread and butter. How I is mean- this possible? It's horrible. It really like, is horrible. I, I don't go. understand how you guys have taken a step back since you got. I thought Judge was going to be pretty solid. I didn't expect him to be. Part of it is the drafting, partially. Yeah. The Tony there's, pick there's was a stupid. Lot of problems, though. There's the Tony a lot pick of problems. was stupid. There's a lot of problems with this team. Uh, I'd okay, love to continue to talk about it, but we are. Oh, boy. Uh oh. NFC is coming in. If you play it, <laughs> score, no score. And the Giants are playing, no score. We, no we mentioned more. the NFCs no. and Eric, Eric is, popped Eric up. is hanging out behind the scenes because <laughs> we, we got to talk to after the show. He's I already know that's why he's here. He does not want to talk about <laughs> our miserable Giants. Plus, we're basically we're out of time, gentlemen. So we do have to wrap up. Uh, John, I'll start with you, even though you have disgusted me all episode. Thank you. With your John Elway talk. Thank uh, you. Where can they find you, buddy? Uh, Fox Sports 1340 AM. I just complete successfully completed my internship there. So I will be freelancing on the side for Fox Sports 1340 AM. Hopewell in Virginia. So I am sticking with them on the side. Also write for Inscriber Magazine on the sideline sports section. So we are a team with them. So you're going to want to check out Inscriber Magazine, all the good stuff they have there. Um, Sports Arena on sideline sports, Monday and Wednesday nights, 10 Eastern time. Thursday night's Alex Fleming's NFL Carousel. This Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time is the last one of the season, so you're not going to want to miss that. It's going to be a great show hosted by Eric Wilson. I think that's everything, yeah. Because I don't write for Fanside really anymore, so bye-bye, Fanside. JB underscore the program, NBA Carousel, NFL Carousel, my good old L.A. Chargers. We're gonna make the playoffs. We'll see. You're, get, you're, you're uh, getting the t- the the city right finally. It's L.A. Oh, wow. Right. I'm so proud I, I of you. Gotta give his old brain a, a chance. I'm so I proud do. of him. I'm so proud uh, of you. The Inscriber Magazine here, there, everywhere. Most importantly, sideline sports. Absolutely. Best show going. But that's about it. What about you, Mister Jacob? You guys can find me uh, on Twitter at Jake underscore Malik, and more importantly, as you see scrolling across the screen. This is where you can find Sideline Sports because that's the most important thing that I do. And I think we can all agree this is the most important place. And, John, I'm not going to go there with the most, most important, important place. No, this is the most important place for sports news. Instagram and Twitter is Sideline Sport 1. YouTube is Facebook. Sideline Sports, we got a group. we got a page. we got everything. We're on DBNA television. We are on, uh, fa- uh, excuse me, we're on uh, TikTok. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You never know where you're going to find us, so just – Search it. You'll find us somewhere. Anything else, gentlemen, before Most we go? Most importantly, we have me. You you know, you always get these kind of uh, real takes. Oh, no God. fraudulent takes. He's- All right, I- I'm done with this. Anything else, JB? Do you have anything John else? John always because, not a Hall of Famer. Because John is just being yeah. ridiculous. See you next week where we can put somebody else in the homeless shelter. <laughs> All right, everybody, have a good one, and we will see you next time. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it?
If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us, from renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric Cast Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music.